Welcome, everybody, to the Shenzhen Stories podcast. We're glad you're back. We hope you're doing well out there. We're very excited to bring you more stories from around the world from our Crushed Online event. This is the first time we've done something online, and we could not be happier with the results. The community showed up. We really had a fun time catching up, seeing familiar faces, seeing a lot of new faces who have been supporters outside of Shenzhen. And for that reason, they've never been able to make it to a live event. Uh, to those people, we say, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and for our storytellers, we say, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, right now, we're gonna share our second story from the evening. Uh, this is a guy who was scheduled for our event in February, uh, but obviously could not make it because uh, yeah, that's when everything really got, really got tight here in China. And while things are getting back to normal here, you know, he's now in the States where it is ramping up and we uh, we're happy to see him as well as everybody else uh, and see that, that everyone's doing well, everyone's safe um, and ready to share some stories. So this second story of the evening, uh, Dan Howe is the storyteller and he and I, we worked on it and we really got it uh, to a place I think, well, Dan got it to a place where he had really crafted it, really honed it. It was really what he wanted it to be. And so we were really bummed when he couldn't share it. And so we were really glad that the opportunity arose for him to do this. And he was sitting there with his wife in the Zoom meeting, uh, his wife, Amanda, who had just previously done a story at, uh, I think, our last live event, the last time we were with people, if you can remember that. And uh, we uh, were really happy to sort of see them sitting together as he told a story uh, about a time before they were married on a ski trip. Uh, seems that we have been getting a few stories about ski trips lately, and uh, I don't have a problem with it because they are awesome. So we were all muted listening to Dan, and because we're muted, we can't hear the normal laughter and chatter and, and audience reaction, um, but Amanda was there, uh, and we could hear her reactions, which were awesome and priceless. Uh, and so it was really, really nice to be able to hear a story that way. And so we're excited for you to hear a story that way. So without further ado, here's Dan. All right. So quick reminder, uh, everyone except Dan, let's mute, but bring them the emojis, light up the chat box, send them the love. Uh, I'm going to mute. And then Dan, it is all yours. Thank you, buddy. All right. So it was the day after Christmas of 2011, and I had been dating an amazing woman, Amanda who would later become my wife uh, for a little over three months. And I had just received a promotion to be the general manager at a $3 million restaurant the month before. Uh, so life was pretty good. Um, 
Amanda and her roommate and I decided that we should go skiing at our local mountain purgatory. Uh, first, I've never worn a helmet. I've been snowboarding for 15 years and I never wore a helmet. Uh, but this year, my wife, uh, Amanda, got me a helmet for Christmas. So this was the first time I'd ever worn a helmet snowboarding. Um, I wouldn't say that my skills exceptional in snowboarding, but we're from Colorado. Everyone knows how to snowboard and ski, right? Uh, so her roommate, uh, she didn't know how to ski. So Amanda was teaching her how to ski. I was doing some runs and kind of meeting them on the hill. You know, the first run I met him about a quarter of the way down and I decided to go for another run. Well, I was feeling a little frisky and decided to hit, hit up the, the jump park. And I'd gone off the jumps before, no problems. Uh, this time though, I seemed to hit the jump a little hard and a little different than normal. And so I went up and I came down. Uh, I knew the fall was pretty hard, but I didn't think anything of it uh, until I couldn't really move my left leg. Well, the ski patrol came, put me on there, put me on their little sled and took me down to the little emergency room on the mountain. Um, and Amanda started calling me and she's like, hey, we're in the lodge, come have a beer and watch the Broncos game. And normally that would be a sign that I would be like, I'm there, beer and Broncos, all right. Uh, well, I told her that I was at the emergency room. She didn't really believe me because we, you know, we're jesting and, I was like, no, uh, I'm, I'm in the ER, I'm getting x-rayed right now, they think I broke something. And she was like, oh shit, you're serious. I was like, yep. So she, she came down uh, and found that I actually had broke my acetabulum. Now, who knows what the acetabulum bone is? I didn't before then. But uh, for those who don't know, it's the big flat bone on your hip. So yeah. I literally broke my ass. Uh, they gave me some strong painkillers and they decided to take me to the, to the hospital of the town. And, and I was feeling pretty good in the ambulance. Uh, so good, in fact, when we passed the restaurant that I just got promoted on, I told all the EMTs, I'm like, hey, let's stop. I'll get you guys all the burgers you want, anything you want. It's on me. It's my restaurant now. Uh, they, they fought, thought it was pretty funny, um, but said we should probably get to the hospital. Um, and so they declined my offer with a smile and a laugh. Uh, when Amanda showed up to the hospital, uh, she, asked if, um, she, she asked to see me and they said he was having a procedure done. Uh, I actually got two procedures. The first was to have uh, a bar drilled through my femur so they could attach the traction so my hip stayed in place and wasn't going in and out and in and out. Um, the second was to get a catheter. Now, I'm not sure how many of you have ever had a catheter, uh, but to this day, even all the drugs that they gave me and all the painkillers, that was the worst pain of my life. And I had just broke my hip. Um, so once they finished up, uh, Amanda came in to see me, and then the doctor started arguing where to send me. 
because uh, we live in a small mountain town, uh, about 17,000 people, and they didn't have a surgeon that could perform the surgery. Uh, and at this point, we lived in New Mexico, but I worked in Colorado, so we lived right on the border. And so they were arguing, they're like, well, should we send them to Denver or do we send them to Albuquerque? Where do we send them? Because they were trying to figure out where insurance would work best. You know, like that was the most important thing at this point. Uh, they, they decided to send me to Albuquerque and I learned how I was going to get there. A free helicopter ride. Uh, I was very excited to fly in a helicopter for the first time, uh, but it turned out it wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Um, I'm not a small man, and the, the Flight for Life helicopters are fairly small. And so I was crammed in there, my feet were pushed up against the window, and it was just, it wasn't a very comfortable flight. Uh, and during that, the second, um, the guy that was flying with me, you know, I kept asking him, I'm like, hey, my feet are cold. Can I have a blanket? He's like, oh, we're almost there. Don't worry. We're almost there. And I noticed that there were some night vision goggles just chilling on the floor. And so I kept asking him, I'm like, hey, can I just look through those? I mean, it's like 10 p.m. at this time. And so it was night and it would have been perfect to use the night vision goggles. And he was like, no. And I'm like, well, but my feet are, my feet are really cold. And he's like, well, we're almost there. Don't worry. Uh, I'm not sure how many times this interaction went, but my guess was probably 20 to 30 of, can I try the night vision goggles, please? <laughs> and him being, no. Okay, well, my feet are really cold. Oh, don't worry, we're almost there. Um, and so finally we get there and all I could think of was, you know, that was probably an hour and a half ride and I could have just looked through those night vision goggles. You know, damn that guy. So at this point, I didn't like the EMT there, and I really hated the, the doctor that gave me the catheter. So those were two people that were on my hate list at that point with all the drugs that I was on. Uh, well, I arrive at UNM Hospital, which is a, it's a university hospital, so they have all the trainings and everything there, and it's in Albuquerque. Um, so while I was waiting, I just remember continually asking the, the nurse, I'm like, hey, can I just see my phone? I wanna call my girlfriend, please, please, please. Uh, she said, no. She said, finally, you're ready for surgery. Uh, I don't know what time it was at this point. It was probably right around like 4 a.m. Uh, that I went into surgery. Um, now, this is where I felt the second most painful thing in my life. So as they were transporting me from the kind of waiting room to the surgical room, the nurse that did it didn't attach the traction to anything. And so the entire way to the operating room, the traction weight was just swinging back and forth, back and forth, pulling my hip. Uh, so yeah, that, that was the second worst pain that I felt. Now, I don't quite remember what I said at this point or if the pain in my hip and knee were just too much to bear. Uh, but I do remember thinking that I hated that guy as well. Um, so I was in surgery and while this was happening, the helicopter flight, waiting room, 
everything. Uh, Amanda drove the five hours down to Albuquerque uh, to be there with me. When she arrived, she couldn't see me. She had to wait in the emergency room waiting room. And like I said, this is Albuquerque. And her experience in the waiting room is a full story uh, for another time. But you all know Breaking Bad. Yep, that's Albuquerque. And it did not disappoint at 2 a.m. At, <laughs> at the hospital. Uh, I think there was a gunshot victim, some drug overdoses, a group of college kids that were crying and laughing and crying and laughing. Um, so Amanda has a story for that on her own. But basically, once everything happened, the surgery was over, Amanda came in um, and she stayed by my side while I was at the hospital. And that was the first time I ever told her that I loved her. So out of the story, that's the story of how I tricked an amazing woman into being my wife. Oh, I mean, it's the story of when my femur <laughs> crushed through my acetabulum and I literally crushed my ass. Thank you. Huge thank you to Dan. Thank you, Amanda, for giving us the reactions, for laughing when we all did. So just imagine Amanda's reactions and then amplify it by about 35. So uh, we, we were really, really uh, thrilled to be able to listen to that story and sit with you guys while you told it. Um, we have more stories coming for you. Stay tuned for more podcasts. Uh, but before we go, I do just want to say that uh, this whole experience, the fact that the community wanted it, um, was really responsive in us doing an event like this. Um, in a lot of ways, it was y'all's idea. Um, so great idea, guys. We are gonna do it again. So if you guys wanna do it again, uh, we will be back in three to four weeks. Uh, and we're just gonna keep on trucking along, keep telling stories, keep on meeting, keep this community going on because that is what is in short supply. Um, I know that there are a lot of tangible goods that are in short supply, um, but community, being face-to-face -face with somebody, not in a meeting, not in school, um, but to hang out, to see a human, to listen to them share their story, to see yourself reflected back in that story, uh, that's a beautiful thing, and we were happy uh, that Shinjin Stories, which is always driven to be a international event really really got international in the zoom meeting with people from all over the world so thanks everyone for coming um thanks everyone for listening to the podcast uh, we are now in a unique ability where you, know, you can join us even if you're not in shenzhen um for our event and really see what we're about really come and see what what i personally believe and i might be biased but what i personally believe is some of the most fun supportive audience uh, audience members in the world they're awesome and our community is great uh, so thanks for being a part of it we'll see you soon take care